Hello, everybody. This will be a very quick and informative podcast with Emily Detweiler, the CEO of KCBS, the Kansas City Barbecue Society. We'll be talking about their role with the coronavirus. Welcome to the Butcher Barbecue Podcast, world headquarters, Wellston, Oklahoma. The Butcher Turn Pitmaster, your host, David Bosca. Welcome, everybody, to this special edition of the Butcher Barbecue Podcast. We have Emily Detweiler, the CEO of KCBS, which is the Kansas City Barbecue Society, the largest barbecue society and one that I am a lifetime member of. Ms. Detweiler, say hello. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate your time, and I really appreciate you taking time out of your family time because this is the first weekend of, yes, everybody, the coronavirus epidemic that's going around. I want to talk to Miss Emily and have her help educate everybody what KCBS is doing, that they are on the front side of this, and that they truly understand that this giant barbecue wheel with every spoke, the organizer as a spoke, the judges as a spoke, the cooks, and KCBS is a spoke. And if one spoke falls off, everybody knows what happens to the wheel. Miss Emily, KCBS published a one-page statement. Would you mind going over that? Absolutely. So I think thinking about it in terms of the various spokes of the wheel is actually a great way of thinking about it because it really does take all parties to make a barbecue contest go. And I think one of the best things that we can remember is at the end of the day, KCBS is the sanctioning body for the scoring systems and all of that. You know, each contest organizer is really the party that makes the ultimate decision and owns the contest, if you will. So we've been working very closely with contest organizers to help support them whatever decision they make. So, and quite frankly, some contests are not necessarily making the decision on their own, but they're being mandated uh, by their local health organizations. You know, in, in summary, the article that's posted on the KCBS website really talks about, first of all, you know, look to your local health authority for any recommendations or restrictions specifically to your area. We also have some information from the U.S. Center for Disease Control that shows some tips in terms of how to keep yourself safe at work, at home, in other types of environments. Obviously, everyone is stressing the need for hand washing and, you know, we can't stress that enough, certainly because of the fact that our organization and the contest organizers we support uh, is global, you know, we would also encourage folks to look at the World Health Organization. So we have a link to their website. And then, you know, it's really just a function of kind of thinking about being smart, right? So don't handshake, just, you know, a little elbow bump or a friendly smile is a great way to greet people. If you are not feeling well or if you are concerned because of where you fit in that um, potentially the age range or the most impacted parties, or certainly if you have traveled to an area or been on a cruise recently uh, that are considered some of those more hot spots, uh, or tiers one, two, and three from a country perspective, please don't come. And that 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 counts both as a cook team or a judge. Um, you know, if you are showing symptoms, obviously no need to to come. 
uh, please don't come. And the other thing is, obviously, we want people to make sure that the cook teams are wearing gloves, the volunteers inside the judging tents are wearing gloves, and changing those frequently. I actually had a chance to judge at the Olathe, the Q Olathe Barbecue Championship this weekend, and I will tell you that the judging protocols that we've talked about and the reps and the table captains all did a fantastic job uh, of really making sure that we talked about protocols ahead of time and, you know, within the judging tent, we were using more serving utensils so that each individual judge had their own and they were not having to, you know, share one per box, for example. So, and the table captains were wearing gloves and helping distribute things uh, more for the judges. So things really worked well, I would say, in terms of making sure that some of these topics were discussed and and really followed very well. Organizers were providing more hand sanitizer. You know, we would highly encourage if you are going to come out and judge, you can bring your own hand sanitizer as well. And I saw a lot of that being utilized in between each round of the contest I judged this weekend. You know, one other thing that we would suggest as well, particularly for contest organizers that can proceed You know, they may wish to add some extra judges and volunteers uh, to each of their upcoming events because, you know, again, we want people who are not comfortable that maybe originally signed up to judge. If they're not comfortable or think they might be compromised, they should back out of it. But they need to let the, the organizers know so that the organizers can try to reach out and get additional judges or volunteers to come and cook the, or to help out at the event. And that also I experienced firsthand this weekend, and it worked really smoothly. The organizer, you know, reached out and called and said, hey, I've had enough judge cancellations, but I need some help getting extra judges. And we were able to find uh, some extra folks to come and help fill those seats and also with volunteers to make sure that their contest still ran smoothly. Uh, because it was in an area that, again, was able to proceed. Emily, let me ask you this. Did you plan on doing, or I'm sorry, judging this this contest before, or did you go to see how it ran? Great question. So I was not originally planning on going to this contest, but when the organizer called me and said he needed help securing judges, I said, you know what, I will absolutely heed the call and be there to help you, and I'll see who else I can get. (laughs) But it turned out to be a great thing for me to be there and to see it because it did show me that uh, the protocols that we've been talking about here on our website were definitely followed and followed very well. So, you know, it was good because it gave me a chance to see that some of these ideas put into action were were very, they worked well. Yeah, it's not that the protocols weren't like just so stringent and would be hard or would be an out of, um, well, I'm not going to say out, um, a hindrance on the judging process. Right. So, yeah, they worked well. Right. Well, and to that point, I think it's also important to know that we are giving the reps a little bit of flexibility as they see fit for their individual needs at each contest. I mean, obviously, we have our recommended protocols to follow. They may talk about it, and I I had a chance to speak with a number of reps, not just the ones who are at this contest, but leading into the weekend, you know, uh, many of our reps are husband and wife uh, reps, and so they had some conversation kind of strategizing when they read through these protocols about how best they could apply them to their 
upcoming contest. But we know that they're taking it very seriously and that it is absolutely their goal as well when an organizer makes the determination to proceed with the contest. You know, it is definitely on everybody's mind in terms of how to keep everyone as safe as possible. And let me tell you, as a cook, we invest the amount of money and the time to go and judge or to go and cook. We like to see the 100% CBJs. Mm-hmm. And I was very sincere when I talked about ever spoke. I respect the spoke of the judges. And if they are not comfortable coming and eating the food that we cook, we will be cooking for. 25, 40, 50, 65% CBJs. So this is very important that the judges know that we appreciate them still coming and judging, even with this overlooming the world. Absolutely. And, you know, I had a chance to speak with some of the teams, the cook teams, after the contest as well. And as we were talking about things, one of the one of the food handling topics came up, and you know specifically, most of these cook teams are wearing gloves constantly. They're changing them out frequently. You know, for the most part, they're cooking in two, maybe three person teams. So there's very few people that are involved in the actual preparation of each individual box that comes to be turned in. So you know, I think that that also helps when you think about it from that perspective. You know, it, it, it is a different situation than when you're talking about in a restaurant where there's all kinds of people working uh, and potentially handling the product. So, you know, I think while everyone still definitely needs to make the own, their own decision about what they feel safe with, I think that, you know, even the cook team, just what they do on an everyday basis from a safety and food handling perspective, you know, that also helps protect in terms of, of what can be shared. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Okay, one of the questions I've got for you is, let's be real, this is a money world. KCBS has a financial ownership with each organization because we put forward X amount of money just in office, just in the reps phone calls, everything. Will the the amount of contests that we have, the potential amount of contests to cancel, will it hurt KCBS to have to do this a second time if they postpone or lose this money if they have to cancel outright? Sure. So, you know, what I would say is that at the end of the day, obviously the contest are very important to KCBS. In terms of how we want to support each, we, you know, I will say, we want to support each individual contest organizer, and we know that these are difficult decisions that have to be made. So what we are, are doing and what I've also communicated with the organizers is that if they need to postpone their contest, and that might mean to sometime later yet in 2020, or it might mean that they can't have it until 2021. Either way, we are going to work with those organizers and help. We can help apply their sanctioning fee that they pay as part of the, you know, initial deposit. We will hold that gladly for them as they postpone either to later in the year or next year. So, you know, we are, and I've been, my, uh, my emails, my phone have been blowing up over the weekend with organizers reaching out to discuss this on a one-on-one basis. And, you know, the resounding sentiment that I have received from them is thank you. 
you know, for the flexibility, thank you for working with us to do what's right for their individual contest needs. That's kind of a long answer to your question, but at the end of the day, you know, we very much are trying to work with the organizers and help them, you know, with postponing their events to later in the year or next year. Well, that's great news. The next one does kind of fall right into what you said, and I bet the flexibility will be the same here. Let's just say an organizer, okay, let's say they go to reschedule for later, KCBS has a rule in place for the 90 days out for have dates submitted. How flexible will do you feel KCBS will be on this for reschedules? Yes, that's a great question. So, you know, within the normal protocol, when that happens in a normal time of the year, uh, basically what, what happens is those contests are taken to the board, discussed, and given an answer. And so... I would say we are we are definitely, you know, going to follow that same protocol and work with these contest organizers to get an answer back to them quickly. You know, it, we understand it's in everybody's best interest to get these contests rescheduled. Again, we are definitely committed to making sure that we can do that, again, for all parties in the spoke, because we know that it's important to the team. They want their toy points. We know it's important to the judges who want to have judging experiences and might be going for either their master CBJ or maybe they're going for their 100. You know, the judges have a lot invested from a time perspective as well. And certainly the organizers, you know, many of these organizers are raising money for a charity through their contest. And so it's critical for them to be able to get these contests back on the books. So we understand all of that. You know, we really want everyone to succeed in this time. Well, always, but especially in this time. So we will definitely work with them to get those things resolved as quickly as we possibly can. Thank you. Now, another question that has to do with the KCBS rulings, the organizers, let's say they had to cancel. There's no postponement. They just flat had to cancel due to a local government rule or something that they've implemented. And they cannot have the contest until next year. Will KCBS do everything possible, even though they technically didn't have the contest this year, will they still work with each organizer to help hold that date just like they did have the contest to where they can still keep follow right in place and not have to be worried that someone down the road is going to take the date? Great question. So, you know, again, we're trying to work with as much flexibility as we possibly can. I think in those types of situations, our goal is to work with that organizer as much as possible. And so the sooner we can have those conversations with each organizer individually, the better off it will be for them and for us, obviously, uh, to make sure that we can try to hold that date. Kind of on an individualized basis, I would say, um, and that's why I keep referring to this idea of postponing, even that, if that means postponing till that date for 2021. If anything, I would say if you're listening to this and you're an organizer that's in the situation, the best thing you could do would be to reach out to KCBS ASAP. Thank you for that answer. The next one is one that I thought of while you were talking earlier. All the organizers and all the reps that I deal with, that I've cooked with, that organize or run the contest knows how adamant I am with having six judges per table to keep it fair, keep the minimum amount of tables 
everyone knows me that well. Let me publicly state to everybody that I understand what's going on. KCBS is asking you guys to get extra help. Please, let's not get the extra help and then tell them no. I get it this time, okay? (laughs) (laughs) It's only been 16, 18, 20 minutes. Real short, Miss Emily, is there anything else you would like to add to this to help get uh, an educated word out there? Sure. So what I would say, again, is that, you know, we are doing the best that we can with the information that we have as it comes out. The best places to go for any updated information, really the, the number one place to go will be the KCBS website. After that, we will be continuing to push out any additional updates, whether to the organizers or to the reps or to the judges, through some of our closed private Facebook groups. So we have a closed private Facebook group for judges. We have one for organizers and new teams. Um, We will also be, you know, if if something that really, truly will affect all membership comes out, we will certainly send e-blasts about that as well. But the number one place to go for any updates as they may become available would really be the KCBS website. So kcbs.us is the place to go for any new information. If you have specific questions, feel free to email info at kcbs.us and they will be answered as, as soon as we possibly can. You know, the other thing I would just ask is that members understand that we are facing a significant number of requests, questions, etc. in this time. If you don't get an immediate response, please, you know, understand that, um, that we are dealing with this on a massive scale. You know, we are updating the membership the best that we can on our website. And, you know, we will get back to the individual responses as quickly as we can. But we ask for kindness and patience during this time, just as we are trying to extend to all of our organizers and the teams and the judges that are impacted. And I will tell you, that's how I did this. I contacted Emily. Emily immediately said, I'd love to come on and talk so that we can help educate everybody. The other one would be the phone number is listed on the website to call, but they will be so inundated and those people will need to be doing their job finding the information. So I think if you have a general question, read the updates And I think it'd be awesome if you would put up there the date that you updated each one of these, because I'm looking at this and this particular update doesn't have a date on it. So if you were to have whoever's putting this on, put a date up there, then we'll know if it's changed since the last time we looked at it. That is a great point. We can definitely, we can definitely do that. Thank you. Oh, I do have one other thing actually, David, that I just thought of. Yes. Some of the questions that we have been receiving pertain to specific contests or classes, perhaps it's a judging class and table captain class, um, or asking judges asking if a certain contest is still proceeding. If you have specific questions and or need to cancel or make modifications, whether to uh, CBJ class or to, you know, if you're planning to judge an event and you need to make a change, again, 
because the class organizers, because the contest organizers are the ones who own their event, please reach out to them. So if you need to, you know, make a change in your schedule or if you're not comfortable attending, reach out to the organizer or their specific judge's contacts to let those people know. And while you were saying that, that made me think of something. Do the organizers, the judges, and the cooks needs to follow the same protocol as we would on a regular basis as cooks and judges we contact the organizers to uh, did you get my money did you get my application mm-hmm. organizers and this is where i don't know do they normally talk to the reps or do they normally have to talk to the office so what my question would be is even going up the ladder, does everybody still need to contact the people that they normally contact, or are we cutting the uh, the middle out and everybody contact the office? Uh, great question. The best thing you could possibly do is contact who you normally contact. So if you are normally in contact with the organizer or their designated judge coordinator or team coordinator, that is the person that you should still be contacting because they will have the most up-to-date information for their specific contest or class. And then the organizers contact the reps. The organizers contact the reps and they do also contact the office as needed. You know, the reps, we're definitely making sure that we are providing information and updates via via email communication to all of our reps uh, and to the best that we can to our organizers as well. But you know, the reps and the organizers have a very strong connection, and so they are working on a lot of the details for the, that specific contest together. The organizers will reach out to the office as well as needed. So those, those types of protocols would still continue, but I can't stress enough, if you have a question about a specific contest or class, the organizer will have more information in real time on what their plans are than the office will have. So please continue to follow the protocols that you normally would with with those types of situations. Perfect. That's what I wanted to tell everybody. Great. All right, Miss Emily, that's all I've got. All right. Well, thank you so much for uh, asking the questions and inviting me to be part of the conversation. I appreciate it. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. And everybody, let's share this podcast so that everyone can have the same information all the time and know where to go get new information. That's all I got, folks. Smash that subscribe button and be ready for Butcher's next podcast.